it's time we get some answers. Finally. Some. Some. Just a yeah. few. A few. A little bit of backstory. A little bit of backstory. I mean, we had that climactic ending last time where Pluto's back. Oh, that was exciting. And she's like, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Hello. How are you doing? Here's my move. <laughs> going to take down this girl. My fancy move and my fancy staff. And now we're going to learn some more, you know, interesting backstory. Yep. From the Outer Guardians. Here. On Jared and Now with Salem and Crystal. Hello, I'm Jared. That's Sanladium. Hi. And this is episode number 33, where we're going to discuss Act 32, Infinity 6, Three Guardians. <laughs> There's so many numbers. Uh, it's too many numbers. Yeah, no, we don't do numbers. Neither of us do numbers. So seeing that many numbers is going to be like, all right, brain malfunction. <laughs> Uh, so basically, this picks up right where last week left off, where Pluto's here, Uranus and Neptune are here, and everyone's like, what? What? Chibius is like, why? You were dead. What? <laughs> but she's excited, and she wants to know if she's the same one. Yes. And then you hear Reincarnation by Kyria play, and she's like, oh yeah, I got reincarnated. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then for those three of you that played Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That's for you. Yep. And Usagi transforms into her Tiggle Biddy's dress. Yeah, that was a thing. It was weird. I mean, it's just like... Well, she's got got to make her Princess Serenity look. For some reason. I don't know, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know why. Like, I guess it's necessary. Because the Outer Guardians bow to her. Or take the knee to her. Oh, okay. Racist people are going to get so mad at this. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Nice. And the Outer Guardians are like, hello, Princess Serenity. Let's let's formally introduce ourselves. We're the Outer Guardians. Hello. Which is funny because, like, the two have been running around, like, and they're trying to figure out everybody. And they're like, oh, by the way, we should introduce ourselves properly to you now. (laughs) And Pluto does as well. It's like, everyone's like, we know who you are. (laughs) Yeah, we know you, Pluto. <laughs> and then this but anyway, introductions. Yeah, and then they basically kind of go into like, okay, here's where we've been. Yep. So like back in the old days, the olden times, while you lot the good old days, the good old days, while you guys are off on Silver Millennium, just having parties and stuff, we were out in the far reaches of the universe, protecting you guys from whatever weird danger was going to head your way. Which they didn't you really do because Silver Millennium gets destroyed. <laughs> right. That's what I was saying. Like, they'd start talking about, oh, we had to protect Silver Millennium from anything. And I was like, where were they then? Because Silver Millennium got destroyed. Well, they were so far away, they couldn't come back in time. <laughs> I guess so. Jeez. So they talk about that and basically like, oh, you know, we watched Silver Millennium get destroyed. And we're like, oh, no, we can't do anything. And then basically we realized something else was going to happen here on earth. And that was the point that we got re- reawakened and brought to earth, but we were a little bit too late cause they're already here. So that's why we're like trying to hurry and get things done before bad things happen. Um, also they talked about, um, how they went to meet with Saturn around the silver millennium time. 
Yeah, so basically, when the time Silver Millennium was being destroyed, they came together, they were, they were brought together, essentially, because yep. those three are never supposed to meet, essentially. Like, they're just out there, they're the outermost, like, line of defense, and, like, they're off, like, in completely separate parts of the universe, and, like, you know, they're so far apart, they're not gonna, like, have any interactions or anything, but they're brought together as this, like, last, last, last resort, and if they bring their talismans together, they summon Sailor Saturn, who is essentially the god of death. Yeah. Because her, her basically one of her big attacks is that she she like swings her silence glaive and that just wipes out like anything. It can take out an entire planet, it can like wipe out several millennium, it basically can just destroy whatever. It's a little broken. It's a little broken. So that's why they're kind of like very upset right now as well, because they realize all three of them are together again and there's the potential that Sailor Saturn is going to reawaken. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, everything is doomed. Yikes. Which I'm trying to think is this is where... So many yikes. So many yikes. <laughs> if this is where they reveal who it is or not. I don't think it is. They just realize there's like... So. Hey, don't we don't want to awaken Sailor Saturn. That that would be real bad, guys. Whoops. <laughs> Wouldn't that be real terrible? Oh god, don't do it. <laughs> and then of course this is this is the this is the moment I've been look I've been waiting for with the English dub of how they address the the way that Neptune talks about Uranus having like literally the strength of both genders but being no gender. Yeah. And essentially that's kind of how the English dub describes it i can't remember the exact wording for it because you know we watched it once but it Mm -hmm. seemed like pretty in line with how the manga does it with like the manga is like uranus is both male and female she's the guardian possess the strengths of both genders which i think this one is essentially how i did it but also i think it kind of add the caveats like well she's neither male or female but she has the strength of both male and female yeah in the english sub which i i i'm way a-okay with that because i was like because i was kind of worried of like how they might try and change that because i know the japanese dub or at least the way they translated it for when i first watched it it was it wasn't great like they changed the wording of it a little bit and that could just be Mm -hmm. due to like translation and and stuff like that but it left it a little bit more like ambivalent or ambiguous than Mm -hmm. you know it being just like kind of straightforward yeah i remember you were worried about how they were going to translate it here so i'm real happy that like they they pretty much keep it in line with the manga and kind of add their own little twist to it but also just giving you the same idea of like what is what that that moment is trying to convey. Which I was texting you around that time. I was like, do they ever show Haruka like dressed as a dude like anymore? Because from this from like the initial part, she was dressed as a guy sometimes and then she was dressed as a woman sometimes. And then from then on, she's mostly been dressing as a woman. Mm-hmm. And so I was asking, like, does she ever, like, go back? And then I was saying, you know, it'd be cool if she was just, like, whatever. Like, I'm going to dress like this today. And then her Sailor Guardian outfit, like, went with it. So she'd have, like, pants with a giant bow. Like, that'd be great. I, you brought that idea it up d- and I'm like. It doesn't happen. No, like, I wish that I, that thing happened. Because I went back and looked through, like, the rest of the series of, like, you know, when they show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only time, like, she kind of dresses, like, ambiguous is when they show back up in the 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 latter part of arc four and she's wearing like mm-hmm. a button-down shirt in arc five she basically 
they change her to the like the female uh uniform of high like the high school uniform. So she's not wearing like the the dude's uniform anymore. Oh, huh. And basically after that, I think she's like she basically wears like more feminine clothing, which is kind of a bummer due to the fact you know they introduce her with you know the the ambiguity of oh is she male or female? She wears a lot of like male oriented clothes, and then like basically once you get past this point. There's like, oh, let's just throw her in all feminine style clothing. Yeah, it's problematic because I, w- I feel like it's more of a like, hey, let's make Usagi have kind of a crisis as opposed to like actually letting her as a character exist as like she was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Like you, it doesn't make sense to say like she's neither gender or she's both um, and, and then, then yeah. just drop it essentially and like, all right, well, she's she's going to present as female for the rest of the series. Especially when they basically do that exact same plot point in arc five. Oh, weird. Yeah. So I, I'm a little disappointed to hear that because I feel like there's a lot of potential that could have happened with this character, but I completely agree. Like it's, it's definitely one of those things that you look at and it's like, Oh, that's such a bummer. Like you could, yeah. you could explore that like in way more possibilities than this does. I wonder, though, that, you know... 90s. Exactly. Like, you know, 92 <laughs> to 95, 96 when this was running. Like, yeah. this is very progressive for that time period. Oh, it was. But, you know, going the extra step and, like, giving Haruka various, like, gendered types of clothing may not have been as easy in that time period as it would have been today. Yeah. Like, if you if this would have came out today... I would assume, like, you know, Haruka would be wearing, like, all sorts of different clothing. Like, maybe one day she's wearing, you know, a dress, and the other day she's wearing just, like, long t-shirt and jeans for some reason. You would get yeah, you get I, that I feel, difference in styles. I feel like there would be a variety now if this character was made today, whereas you you lack that a lot here. And, it's it, like I said, it's disappointing to me because... In my brain, once I heard this, I'm like, oh, cool. There's going to be like a switch back and forth. And then I asked you about it and you're like, no, not really. I'm like, oh. It's something like they could have done in this. Yeah. But they don't really do. Because like the last like outfit you see her wear, like that's like a civilian outfit, is that weird like leather top and skirt that is yeah. not even present in the manga. And like that's pretty much it as far as like her having like actual clothing, I think, in the, the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Of course, like, I don't know what, what they're going to put her in in the, the fourth arc, because that's not out yet or anything like that. But, right. you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it's just more like, here's feminine clothes for her, because, of course, why wouldn't we do that? Yeah, it, it it seems a little lazy, but also 90s, so. Yeah. Bummer. Uh, basically, after all that happened... We go back to Usagi's place the next morning where Chibiusa's eating weird-looking bacon and eggs on toast oh, yeah. that looked just completely out of place. It looked awful. Usagi's dad, a.k.a. Keith Silverstein, talks trash about Professor Tome, a.k.a. Keith Silverstein. <laughs> oh, that was so good. I mean, he was just, like, talking shit about himself. It was awesome. <laughs> I just laughed for, like, two minutes straight after that because it was so funny. Well, and I got a text message from you about it, and I was like, yup, that was great. <laughs> it was like one of the best moments of this episode was him just talking crap about himself. And this is where we kind of get, like, a brief hint of the backstory of Professor Tomoe and Hotaru. Of, like, yep. oh, well, they got into this, like, weird accident a few years back. 
And that was around the time that Professor Tomoe was kicked out of all the academic circles and all that. And then basically like, okay, that's kind of weird. Hmm, maybe we should look into this. And then like, we go to Cal and I, who's like, oh, Sailor Guardians, how dare they? Who are these new Sailor Guardians? Oh, my fountain. And then, and then Cyprian comes up and she's like, hello, I'm going to help you. I'm the final member of Witches 5. I got this cool side boat or side ponytail thing. It's it's a braid. Side braid, thank you. It was nice. I liked it. And also Cal and I's like, hey, there are some students here that probably weren't really students here. You should probably go kill them. Okay. All right, go, go do that. It's like they're mad that their security was breached. It, it's not even the fact that, like, they are who they are. There's, like, they were able to do this? What the heck? <laughs> Get wrecked, Mugen Academy security. Right. Uh, Chibius is like, I'm going to go see a movie with people, including Kotaru. And she's talking about that. And then Usagi's dad's like, watch this thing. Hey, hey. She's talking about uh, the Holy Grail, a.k.a. the Purity Chalice. Okay, the, the chastity, chastity chalice. Because I can never remember the name of it, and I always call it the chastity chalice. And then Chibius is like, here, let me explain to you what the holy grail is. <laughs> so Chibius goes out and waits for Hutaru, who basically never shows up. And she's worried. She's like, oh, I wonder what happened to Hutaru. And then she goes over to Hutaru's place to see, like, okay, well, maybe she's something happened. I should see if she's okay. There's dark clouds over her house. That's That's pretty spooky. <laughs> and then we see Hotaro in her room and she's got like this weird cyborg parts coming out of her arm yeah she's got like metallic skeletal structure and like weird like tendony things mm -hmm. and Shibusa sees her then she's like uh gotta go bye <laughs> yeah it was it was weird <laughs> I mean, I guess I'd be a little freaked out if I found out my friend was a cyborg, but... Yeah, maybe a little. And then but... Hotaro has, like, a flashback of, like, when the accident happened. And we yep. get a little bit of, like, her waking back up after that. And she's covered in, like, all this, all these cyborg prosthetics and all that stuff. And Professor Tomoe is like, hello, I've rebuilt you. You are fine now. <laughs> and then also, while Hotaro is having, like, all this, like, bad bad stuff happened to her like having another six spell she imagines Haruka, Michiru, and Setsuna like standing yep. outside her window which at this point maybe seem a little strange like why would she imagine those three hmm it wasn't strange for me well maybe for the viewers it might be <laughs> this is my first time watching it and I figured it out I mean to be fair it's not that hard to kind of understand where they're going with this but it is a subtle little nod of like hey this is this is probably where we're going to go. Anyway, Chibius is real sad because she ran mm -hmm. away. She's like, I shouldn't have done that. And then it starts like, hailing. I'm a jerk. It does hail. We get a hailstorm that like sucks all the energy out of people and transforms them into mind-controlled Deathbusters people. Which I guess basically the silver crystal is like protecting Chibiusa and Usagi from getting that happened to them because they're outside when all this happens. And then Cyprien goes and finds uh, Haruka's apartment. It's like, bust through. It's like, ah, your window's gone. I'm going to go beat you up. So Haruka, Michiru, and Setsuna transform. They go off to fight Cyprien. 
The other guardians are like, oh no, those guys are fighting them. We should go help. Let's go. So they meet up with everyone there. And then Cyprian does this like weird attack that basically mind controls the Everybody. the inner guardians and the outer guardians, except for Usagi and Chibiusa and all them. So, and Mamoru because he's just he's just there. He's just there. I kept forgetting that he was there throughout this entire thing. He and just, then like you show up, I'm like, all oh, right, he's you'll be there. in the scene, and be like, all oh, right, you're there, huh? It happened a few times in like the next few episodes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right, Tuxedo Mask is there. Usagi's all worried because basically the Guardians are all trying to fight and kill each other now. And yep. she tries to attack Cyprian and it doesn't work. And then Cyprian splits into two. So you get Cyprian and Patolo. We'll go with that. They're twins. Yep. They're the same. Except a color. Different colors, yeah. Uh, Chibiusa tries to attack and then gets hit with with like the Guardians attacks because she's trying to attack them to get them to snap out of it. Which Tuxedo Mask takes the blow for that. Usagi yep. is very, very upset that everyone's Don't fighting. Don't hit her boy. And then basically, Usagi, Chibiusa, and Mamoru kind of come together. They put their hands together like they're about to do like a like go team thing. A ready break. Yeah. And then yep. all of a sudden, here's the Holy Grail. Dum dum dum. Who would have thought that would become relevant at any point in the no plot one. of this series? Huh. So they summon the Holy Grail and Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Oh, it's the oh. worst. Oh, I was so mad because I love transformation scenes. I was like, really? Really? I would... Like I know what she's gonna look like, but I want a transformation scene. I, I I told you this, but like I remember watching this the first time and like when they got to that and then they cut it off and put it for the next episode, I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, why would you do that? It was cruel. So mean. But it led to me making a good joke in the next episode, which I, I, I will try and remember to say. So yeah, next time it will be a bunch of Holy Grail stuff. We'll find out what what's the Holy Grail do? Who wow. knows? Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Let's talk about some changes. Alright. Changes from the manga. Usagi and Chibiusa hear news of Mugen from reading a newspaper. Newspaper still relevant. <laughs> Professor Tomoe chastises Kalanite after she broke one of his beakers. Kalanite meets with Cyprian in the in person at the lab. It is not shown that the silver crystal cancel or caused Usagi and Chibiusa to resist Cyprian's mind control. The Senshi's attacks are not displayed when they attack one another, and the deep aqua mirror does not display the ability to create a barrier. And then changes from the original anime. The Holy Grail is summoned by the three talismans coming together. The talismans had nothing to do with the spirit of Sailor Saturn. Usagi did not become Princess Serenity, except in the vision when she had received the Cosmic Heart Compact and the Spiral Heart Moonrod. The Sailor Soldiers were not forced to fight one another by the Witches Five. Hotaru's late mother never appeared in flashbacks or photographs. Hotaru was never being experimented on as a cyborg. <laughs> Whoa, that's a lot of changes. Cyprian uses uses her powers to gather Mugen students and steal their pure hearts using a statue of the Messiah of Silence. Which that's basically kind of in reference to one of the big things of the original anime is like everyone's like, oh, the silence is coming, and that's supposedly represented by Sailor Saturn. Because mm. they call her like the guardian of silence and stuff like that. So 
Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto never fought Cyprin and Petolol. The stars on Cyprin and Petolol's staffs were blue and red, res res respectively. Cyprin and Petolol attacked the Senshi by absorbing their attacks in their staffs and launching a powerful energy blast at them. The Deep Aquamere did not have the ability to create a shield, and Cyprin did not have the attack Ribbon Buster. No ribbons in the sky for her. <laughs> so next time we will get a new transformation because we will be talking about Act 33, Infinity 7, Transformation, Super Sailor Moon. Gee, I wonder what that's wonder all going to be. Wow. It's a, it's a huge mystery. Mm -hmm. Especially with the cliffhanger that they leave us on here. So yeah, I think that's going to wrap this up then. Should we leave them on a cliffhanger? Well, we, we always do. It's true, we do. If you want more information from us, information is a hard word to spit out, I guess. <laughs> go to seasonalamycheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Season Lamy Checkup and Season Lamy Checkup OVA and you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well for more from Anladium go to anladium.com where you can find columns and reviews from her and you can follow us on twitter twitter.com slash anime checkup where you can get twitter <laughs> so join us next week when we get a new transformation act 33 the 33rd act the 34th, ep 34th? 34th episode. <laughs> Sailor Moon goes super. She gets the 16-bit enhancements. And the uh, the super scope. <laughs>